0: Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first 3 months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first 3 months of your subscription. Back to the show. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. We hope you had a good Thanksgiving. We are recording this today on Black Friday to talk some sales. You got any products in mind, Alex, that we're going for? How are you today? How, how is your Black Friday? Have you gotten any deals yet? Any Anything you want to let us know here? <laughs>
1: For those who watch the YouTube videos, a new webcam has been purchased, but that was purchased on Wednesday, I believe, um, when the new, when the sales started. So that's good news for this podcast. Um, and just generally looking at my face, which is already tough enough as it is. So, uh, seeing it not flickering will be very exciting. Uh, Black Friday sales. I mean, not really else. The giants are offering discounted tickets, you know, obviously makes sense, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, not that not that I'm going to be purchasing any tickets because I don't want, I'm not going to pay money to John Mara's little, uh, little pockets so I can see his terrible, pathetic team play. Um, So yeah, I will be sitting on my TV watching instead and wasting my time doing a podcast solely about his stupid team.
0: Alex, I would say uh, right now the Giants t- tickets should be 50% off for Black Friday because I feel like I'm only seeing 50% of effort from this team
1: i would say it should be less actually for you me like that to one i think it should be like two hours i mean uh two percent two hours two percent
0: two percent off
1: two percent no like two percent of the actual price because <laughs> that's the amount of effort i'm seeing
0: right and and how good this this coaching staff is that we already have oh a, yeah a great, fired.
1: great timeouts great timeouts oh god
0: what what if you get you know how we did sound clip last time or like two episodes ago that was by the way like the one minute news
1: Oh, yeah, yeah that, would, that that would. You
0: that you couldn't cut down for some reason I,
1: w- I was trying to cut it but then it was like it just became awkward and like it cut off like very like weirdly so i was like you know we're just gonna keep it and everyone could just chill i mean people could take a little break from us you know here and also that was talking blues i believe not this podcast if i'm pretty oh yeah sure it was it. yeah so oh, yeah, go check talking time. blues if you love a minute of news music um
0: but i was just gonna say for one of our jokes you should put the like pff-
1: Mm, the pts,
0: pts. Yeah. Yeah, I the yeah.
1: Well, our jokes aren't funny enough for that to be honest.
0: No, I mean you're and to have to but crack a joke right now.
1: No, I can't I, you can't just do that you're off. On the, the spot. Joe Judge is a good coach. Well, I was supposed to add it in there, right?
0: Well yeah, you just did.
1: Well, yeah, now I just did it myself anyway. Yeah, we hope <laughs> you enjoyed
0: we hope you enjoyed that sound clip um, <laughs> of you know Alex making a great joke there. Um, right, yeah, Let's one.
1: let's get into things that
0: people actually care about. Yes, the New York Giants. That's what people care about, right? Or am mm, I just, kind of maybe eh. <laughs> depends? <laughs> right, it depends who you ask. Uh, I care about the New York Giants, and it's
1: really tough to care about them, but yes, I do too.
0: So the Giants are playing a game on Sunday at one o'clock in their home of MetLife Stadium uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and they're honoring a very special man, the Gap. That's what I call him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Michael Strahan, obviously, is getting his Ring of Honor ceremony happening uh, at MetLife Stadium. We already had Eli Manning get inducted, right? And now it's going to be Michael Strahan. I want to make sure I'm doing that, right? It's a it's his Ring of Honor. He's getting inducted into the Giants' Ring of Honor. Um, so that is happening on Sunday. Alex, you're a little upset about it, though, uh, it seemed like. Not upset about him getting inducted, but. What? No, I just like he he made some annoying comments on Twitter. That was it.
1: He was like about time. Like I was like, OK, calm down. Like no need to no need to go crazy here.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, and he's going to space on his 50th birthday. Did you see that?
1: I did not see that, but I'm not surprised.
0: That sounds like fun. Is he going with Jeff? Uh, I believe he actually is going with Jeff.
1: <laughs> oh, fun.
0: Okay. Yeah. T- take a look at it. The headlines are like out there now.
1: All right, I'll take a look now. I'll take a look while GMA you GMA
0: co anchor Strahan to fly to space on Blue Origin's next space flight. Jeff Bezos Blue Origin to launch Michael Strahan and five others into space.
1: Ooh, nice. I feel like, I don't know. I'm not so sure. I, w- I wouldn't go on one of those space flights yet, especially with Jeff Bezos. I don't know. I feel like he might just, like, capture me in there and make me start working for Amazon.
0: Anyway... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> to get into-
1: just, Josh is just completely moving on from that joke. He was like, yeah, no. well,
0: I wanted to get—I want to get into Michael Strahan's, uh, you know, stats a little bit. He was inducted in 2014 into the Hall of Fame as a player, seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champion. He was also a 2001 AP Defensive Player of the Year, and he was also on the Hall of Fame All 2000s team, uh, which is pretty cool to see. In his career, he has four interceptions, if you didn't know, for 124 yards, two touchdowns um, as well, 24 forced fumbles, uh, 141 and a half sacks, 854 combined tackles, 663 solo tackles, and 131 tackles for loss, as well as 27 QB hits when they started counting the stats for those uh, in 2006. It looks to be a really great player. Uh, happy to be inducting him into the ring of honor
1: I would agree I mean you know we were not able to really see him or see him at all really when, when did he retire do you know when he retired I want to say it was like 2000 he was there for the uh, 2007 Super Bowl obviously retirement Oh, Uh, see,
0: I knew I wanted to look at this. Yeah, he
1: retired retired in 2007. That's not even...
0: So, Alex, they inducted him already into the Giants' Ring of Honor in 2010. They're retiring his number. Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah. That was stupid by me, because I felt like I was like, really, he's not in the Ring of Honor already?
1: Yeah, I kind of remember we were at the stadium seeing his name. But yeah, so they're retiring his number. So, I don't think any Giants wear his number currently, anyway.
0: He'll be the 12th to be retired in franchise history in the second in 2021, obviously behind Eli Manning, but that was also, they retired his number, but also he was put into the Ring of Honor then, Eli. Did they
1: retire Eli's number?
0: Yeah. Or was it just the Ring of Honor? I thought it was just the Ring of Honor. The Giants are inducting Eli Manning into the, this this was an article written before it. So the Giants inducted, I'll say, Eli Manning into the Ring of Honor on September 26th and officially moved his number 10 from circulation.
1: Oh, okay, so they did do that.
0: Yeah, so they just or... kind of knocked out two and one. Michael Strahan had his ring of honor in 2010. Now he's getting the second half of that uh, with his number being retired. So that's why he's being inducted. Not inducted. Okay. Not that's why he's being recognized on Sunday. Anyway, we have a lot of bullpen, <laughs> so we should start moving a little bit faster here.
1: All right, so next we got who's the play caller? Josh, who's the play caller? Do you know or are we just are we just not going to know?
0: Uh, you know, you know, Alex. I mean, we we know. I, I I I would okay. Let me take a deep breath here. Just took a sip of water. I would say that it's not going to be Joe Judge, and for some reason, right, the press got news that,
1: um, <sighs> I if mean, Joe Judge calls plays, we might as well not even turn on the TV, to be honest. So, let's hope not.
0: <laughs> I I understand that Joe Judge is trying to keep it secret, right? Although, I don't know, like, why? I don't, I don't know what advantage he thinks he's getting with not saying who's going to call uh, the plays. Like, what what way does he feel in his mind? Oh yeah, I'm going to get really in the system. Uh, and I guess, you know, Nick Siriani, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles heading into this game was questioned on this and said, yeah, this is not going to affect my planning in any way. You know, we'll be fine because it's not like it's a different playbook. It's just who's going to be calling the plays. But what I was going to say, Alex, but, Uh, was that once Jason Garrett was fired, the press got word from whatever sources they found that Freddie Kitchens was going to be the one who steps up and calls plays for the New York Giants.
1: I think that's who it will be. I don't yeah. know why they're not saying it. I think it's pretty obvious it's going to be him.
0: Because it's not going to be Joe Judge. There is no way it's going to be Joe Judge calling plays. So I think the interim offensive coordinator for right now is going to be Kevin Stefanski, who will or Kevin Stefanski. I wish it was Kevin Stefanski, uh, the Browns head coach. I am just I just have Browns head coaches in my mind. I think it's going to be Freddie Kitchen. Sorry.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, I I probably i mean yeah i don't think there's any discussion there, about it and he's just making it into a thing when it's really not a thing really is that it that's it
0: moving on to injury news we had Logan ryan uh get told or get called on by joe judge today uh, in his press conference stating that he most likely will not be available for this game on sunday and at that point alex i know this is your thing would you like to do the injury reports for both teams
1: Yes, I do love the injury reports. Let's start with our favorite New York Giants. And
0: we're recording this uh, on Friday, having the info for only Thursday's practices. So we only know that Logan Ryan right now uh, is most likely going to be unavailable. We also know uh, just two other things that on the Eagles side, Jordan Howard's officially been out. That was confirmed by Sirianni today. Uh, so Howard's out. And then also Darius Slay has been taken off concussion protocol, I think is, is what it is. Yeah. So, and also for
1: the giants, it seems like Kadaris Tony, uh, uh, Caden Smith, Kyle Rudolph and Sterling Shepard all are not out on the practice field today per Dan Duggan. So it looks like they will be very unlikely to play as well. We just got that in a few minutes ago. Uh, and Colin and Colin Gillespie also looks unlikely to play. Anyway, here's the injury report. Nate Ebner knee, uh, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, uh, Colin Gillespie did not practice Wednesday, Alex, thursday
0: yes uh nate ebner got added to the ir so
1: yes okay yeah i just saw that now actually i saw it pop up on the thingy so yeah i i for some reason i read knee and then didn't read the ir thing anyway uh well, was do you w- w- yeah read
0: the next bullet point down on our on our little
1: oh yeah I, well i didn't look that far down well, what go. do you think? I look down. So the New York or...
0: Giants actually on Wednesday uh, placed special teamer Nate Edner on the injury reserve, the IR, uh, and signed tight end Chris Myrock, My- Myrock, Myrick to the fifty-three man roster. He is twenty-six years old and has appeared in four games for the Giants this season, and he's played twenty-one offensive snaps over that time. I could not point out when he's been on the field. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not a true Giants fan, uh, but he played in three games last season for the Miami Dolphins and he has been signed to the 53-man roster while Ebner has been placed due to the knee injury on the IR, meaning he will miss the next three weeks. Alex, sorry, continue with your injury report. Uh,
1: the did not practices for thir- uh, for Wednesday and Thursday, uh, Colin Gillespie with a calf, Kyle Rudolph with an ankle, Sterling Shepard quad, Caden Smith knee and Kadarius Tony quad as well. Uh, For our limited practice guys on Wednesday and Thursday, we got Saquon Barkley with the ankle, Lorenzo Carter with an ankle, Adore Jackson with the quad, and John Ross with the quad. Um, Going to the Eagles now uh, for our. Oh, wait. For our did not practices. Sorry. I'm kind of like looking at the practice report here, and they have a few mixes here of limited practice, did not practice, limited. So I can't say it as easily, but I'll just go player by player. Sean Bradley, linebacker, neck. Uh, limited practice both days. Fletcher Cox uh, rest did not practice on Wednesday, full practice on Thursday. Jordan Howard, uh, obviously Josh just mentioned that, so I won't say that again. Lane Johnson tackle rest limited practice Wednesday, full practice Thursday. Jason Kelsey center rest limited practice Wednesday, full practice Thursday. Darius Slay uh, concussion protocol, like Josh mentioned, it looks like he's off that now. Josh Sweat, defensive end, knee, limited practice both days, and Tay Gowan, corner quad, uh, full practice on Wednesday and limited practice on Thursday. So that's your injury report for this game. And uh yeah, let's 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 move it on to some more Jason Garrett related topics. Um I guess we'll go to the des Bryant comments on Jason best Garrett. Friend,
0: best friend Des Bryant. Love
1: love Des Bryant, Josh. What did he have to say?
0: Well, Des Bryant decided to uh Use his Twitter fingers to get out there on social media and actually tweet out saying after hearing the news about J G, uh, meaning Jason Garen and his initials there, Kadarius Tony, you will get the you will get to experience the love and joy. How to capitalize the J there. I don't know why, but lowercase the L love. Is, is that a thing, Alex? That I don't know about? I'm nope, sorry.
1: it's not. It's just incorrect grammar. Continue.
0: Today. Alright. <laughs> anyway, uh continuing. Kadarius Tony, you will get to experience the love and joy for football throughout your career, so I guess throwing some shots there at Dez, you know Des Bryant throwing some shots there at his former head coach Jason Garrett. Now you would think I would I would be seeing Kenny Galladay's name there. Now maybe a different story. Uh, maybe does maybe I, it looks like Des Bryant hasn't really watched all the Giants games because when Jason Garrett was actually still the offensive coordinator of the Giants. Now, I know we haven't seen the most of Kadarius Stoney, but when Jason Garrett was still the offensive coordinator of the Giants, which included the game on Monday Night Football, which led to him being fired, Kadarius Stoney was actually the most targeted player with seven receptions. So, I don't know what Brian's watching. I mean, it it still makes sense. It still makes sense, don't get me wrong. Uh, But, yeah, good for Des Bryant, our best friend. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. Next, we have... Will Daniel Jones prove that it was Jason Garrett's I, fault all along? I just stole it from you. Sorry no, no, about no. that. It,
0: it was just, uh, I actually have more on the Des Bryant situation. CBS, CBS Sports reached out, reach out to him uh, and wrote an article, and he said, quote, he never respected his philosophy, uh, meaning Bryant to Garrett. Uh, Garrett never respected Des Bryant's philosophy. So,
1: well, I don't think Des Bryant's philosophy was exactly important considering he was a player, but anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah, gonna, he's not in the league news. anymore.
0: We don't need to worry about it.
1: Yeah, he, he's not important. Anyway, will Daniel Jones prove that it was Jason Garrett's fault all along? Mix of yes and no. Um, I don't necessarily think that Jason Garrett was the you know, 100% of the problem for Daniel Jones. I said it's probably half and half. Daniel Jones not playing well had was half on him and half on Jason Garrett. I think that's probably the easiest way to put it. Um, Daniel Jones, you know, some of the reads he made, despite maybe not the the routes not really coming together or three of the wide receivers banging right into each other like we saw against the Buccaneers, maybe they're not great, but still Daniel Jones has to do a better job reading the play um, so, you know, it, it's a mix, right? Obviously Daniel Jones wouldn't have to make some of the bad reads he does if the routes were better and the offense was better structured, but that, that's my, that's my take on it.
0: No, Alex, I would agree with you. I think, uh, I do put some blame on Jason Garrett, although, uh, the, the throws that Daniel Jones has had in his career throughout last season and this season with the, uh, bad reads when it comes to interceptions, they're 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 odd uh we haven't seen it for a little bit but we saw it again on monday so that's something that needs to be fixed at that point like i said already jason garrett was the offensive coordinator of the giants at that point um so we'll have to see if it was his fault but it's been more daniel jones and his struggles not so much with interceptions but with fumbling we still seen it a bit this season it hasn't been as bad as uh prior in his career uh, but it's definitely been an issue and that's not jason garrett's fault so when it comes to passing, when Daniel Jones is on the money, Alex, we have to agree that he's on the money, right? He has thrown some pinpoint passes this season, and they've looked very good, uh, whether it's the one deep ball, <laughs> you know, that we saw to, uh, what was it, John Ross in the New Orleans Saints game, or the, you know, few slant passes or whatever it is to Kenny Galladay that we see maybe once once a game. Uh, they've been pinpoint very nice passes, some to Evan Ingram as well, uh, so I guess we'll have to see what happens in the future. But to answer the question, I would pin it more on Jason Garrett than Daniel Jones. That's just me trying to defend my quarterback as much as I can. Uh, As you know, Alex, my opinions are not so mixed on Daniel Jones. I actually blame him uh, more than I like him. So, you you know, that's an interesting answer coming from me. But I I just... I try to hope the best. The next question for us is, without Jason Garrett, will the Giants prioritize throwing to Kenny Galladay? Uh, I put this in because we never threw to Kenny Galladay. Like, we never really targeted him under Garrett. It was like three or four receptions a game, except that one time that he had uh, over 100 something yards, but I think that was only on four or five catches, so it wasn't really that many. I want to say yes. I I want to hope yes. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to state it. I don't know what's in the Giants playbook. I don't know what Kevin Stefanski or, Kevin Stefanski, what Freddie Kitchens or Joe Judge thinks of Kenny Galladay and if they should target him, but I would hope so. I would hope he gets more involved in in the playbook. Alex?
1: I think he will as the season goes on, but I think these next two weeks, if you look at the matchups for Kenny Galladay, obviously he's going to have Darius Slay most likely on him this weekend. Uh, against the Eagles, and then probably the following week you'll have Xavier and Howard on him. So two ve- of the top corners in the league. I, I don't think you're going to see many targets just for the fact that I don't think he's going to get open much, um, and it's going to be tough to win those contested balls against two of those corners who are probably top five in defending contested catches. Um, so I think it's going to be tough for Kenny Galladay to get involved in these next couple weeks, so it'll be important that some of these other wide receivers get more involved. Obviously, Kadarius Tony being out this week, Really, uh, if he is out this week, is not going to be good for the Giants because, you know, we're going to need that number two guy to step up, whether that is Slayton or someone like Shepard, who also looks like he's going to be out. So Slayton's really going to have to step up because Darius Slay is very good. Some of the other Eagles corners are somewhat questionable at certain
0: points. Okay, I can go on to the next point. Uh, Basically, uh, it was Joe Judge saying that Daniel Jones started wearing a wristband with some plays uh, this week excuse me, during practices, said it's something that may help something they felt may help this week, uh, but they wouldn't specify why. Is Daniel Jones forgetting the playbook himself?
1: No, I think it's just there's probably some new plays would be my guess that are in there and and he's going to need to remember them for this weekend would be my guess.
0: They're just going deep throw, deep throw, deep throw, right? That's definitely what's yeah. Going
1: I think happen. it's it's all one on one, Kenny Galladay. You know, I, I think that's what it is. But no, I I doubt it. I think it's just there's probably a few new plays in there that he's just not going to be able to be ready to memorize, uh, without the without the whatever you call it, the sheet on his wrist.
0: We're gonna be pulling out some uh some really advanced stuff, some trickery.
1: Yeah, I, I, with, I don't think it's because of that, let's just well, say.
0: Once Jason Garrett's gone, it's crazy. We're, we're going to be doing some diverse, unbelievable things. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> CBS Sports also wrote an article about the Giants should be interested in Russell Wilson uh, with as many picks as they have. Alex, I, it's not happening. It's not happening. I've seen his name pop up here and there for the Giants to target, but there, there's absolutely no way in my mind that Russell Wilson will ever become a giant in his, in his career. And whoever wants to pull that up as a sound clip in a year from now can very well do so because it's not happening.
1: I mean, as you know, um, Russell Wilson is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. So not it's not like I wouldn't invite it in. I, I would say it's interesting, right? Because this team is developed enough that if we can fix the offensive line and a bit of the edge – in free agency, in the offseason, you know, offensive line and fix the defensive line, you know, this team could be decent, right? And obviously the all that's missing there is just a very high-quality quarterback. And I think Russell Wilson is that player, right? He's a high-quality quarterback. It depends what you'd have to give up for him. I don't think it's happening because I think somewhere like, I'm thinking the Broncos would be amazing for Russell Wilson. Because um, he could transform a team like that with an amazing defense already. And, you know, a very, you know, a solid offense with, you know, Teddy's uh, an average quarterback. And I think he could really transform that offense into a much better team. But I, I think there's, he's going to get traded. I I do agree with CBS on that, but I don't think it's going to be to the Giants. I would be happy if it was to the Giants, depending on the package. I mean, I don't know what you'd have to give up for him. Would it be one? Uh, it at his age, I don't think it would be two first round picks, but you know, if we could get rid of one of the first round picks for him, I would do that. But I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really set on that. And also, I don't know why Seattle would do it this year, especially with the quarterback class not being great. Um, so I don't, I don't think they would do that, but who knows? Um, going to the next point, PFF names, Andrew Thomas, second year breakout player. I, I think anyone who watches him could tell you that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's good to see that he's getting some national recognition there. And uh, finally, the Giants are going to get their first look this weekend at wide receiver Devontae Smith, who obviously they got jumped on. That sounds weird. They they got jumped for uh, during the draft for that particular player. That sounds better. Josh, do you have anything else?
0: Uh, well, speaking about the player of Devontae Smith... Uh, He's been good for the team this season, and he was really good for Alabama. He was someone I think we actually when we when we went through our whole draft period, Alex, our draft coverage on the YouTube channel. Uh, if anyone wants to go back and check those out, we did film reviews, and I think one of them that we did was on uh, Smith, if I'm not mistaken, right? And we I'm really, not, I'm
1: not sure. If, no, I don't think we did Smith.
0: I, I think, think we did.
1: I don't think so, but you know, hey, go check it out anyway. There's ta- other good content. We definitely
0: talked about him a lot.
1: We definitely talked about him a lot. Yes, that is true.
0: Yeah. So I guess the receiver we could have ended up with, if the Eagles didn't jump in front of us to grab him. So,
1: I- I'm happy with the decision. To be honest, I'm more I'm more bummed that we missed out on Micah Parsons. If we're being yeah. completely honest with ourselves, right.
0: and that, that and that's of course he went more. to the of course he Cowboys. went to the Cowboys, and he's absolute he's an absolute stud.
1: Right after. after us, too, by the way. The pick right after where we yeah, were.
0: Uh, and Kadarius Tony is what we've seen. But, well, De- with Des Bryant's permission now, he'll be one of the best in the league. So it's all good.
1: But also what I would say is, depending on where this Bears pick is, it- it'll probably still be worth it with the whole Micah pa- missing out on Micah Parsons. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see what kind of player we get. If we can get someone with that pick, such as a uh, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, who I think is very good, uh you know on the edge or a defensive defensive end there then then I think it would be worth it. But otherwise, you know, it's going to be very tough to miss out on Micah Parsons, especially if we don't hit with that Bears pick.
0: Do you what do you want to do first? Do you want to do our NFL picks for the rest of the week? Because I do want to talk about these Thanksgiving games with you.
1: Oh, uh, let's do our NFL picks for the rest of the week, talk about Thanksgiving and then talk about our giant score prediction X Factor situation.
0: Picks for the rest of the week. Alright, so uh, starting off with the Steelers and Bengals. Alex and I uh, double up there with the Bengals pick. Moving on, Panthers-Dolphins. We split. Alex has the Dolphins, I have the Panthers, and I think Cam Newton will step up and make it a game. I'm surprised Alex doesn't go with the man himself, Cam Newton, though. So. I,
1: I, I'm loving Tua turned to ball over, so I'm, I'm going with him. I'm going with him.
0: Nice. Titans-Patriots is the next matchup there. I think this could be very close, but... The Titans, uh, they're a little shaky. Uh, We both have the Patriots there. Bill Belichick coming in and uh, souping up that playoff spot. Falcons, Jaguars is the next one. Split there. Jaguars, Alex, I have the Falcons. Buccaneers, Colts, again split. Alex is the Colts. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really? After they absolutely crush the Giants, you can have the Colts just beating them just like that, Alex? But the Colts are also not the
1: Giants, so there's a difference.
0: <laughs> there is very much a difference, and we split once again here. This could be a very interesting week in the record. Someone yeah. could be very right and someone will be very wrong. I have the Jets, and Alex has the Texans, and I was made fun of for that pick. So, Alex, I will give you the floor to uh, explain why you think so and also take up the rest of the games.
1: I'm actually a big Tyrod Taylor fan. Um, I'm pretty solid on him, and I think they have a good, a good little core there on offense. Um, with some of their wide receiver weapons especially Brandon Cooks um, and I thought defensively they were pretty good against the Titans so I want to see more of them and nothing from the Jets really tells me they're going to win a game uh, win the game might not win a game for the rest of the season but we'll see hopefully they do for you know Jets fans sake Um, next game we've got we've got the Chargers and the Broncos we both went Chargers 49ers Vikings I went 49ers Uh, and Josh went with the Vikings. This one's probably the toss-up of the week, if it it was in my hands there. Um, Maybe followed by the next one here, Rams-Packers. I went Rams, Josh went Packers. This is going to be a really important uh, game for the number one seed race uh, in the NFL, this, or in the NFC. Browns-Ravens, we both have Ravens. Washington-Seattle, speaking of Russell Wilson, I don't usually bet against my man, Russell Wilson, but I'm going to go for a Washington win on primetime, and Josh is going to go with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, and that is our picks there. Um, And we'll move to our Thanksgiving picks, which we made in the recap episode. Um, We both went two and one. We all had had the same picks. Uh, We both went with the Bears over the Lions, the Cowboys over the Raiders, and the Bills over the Saints. Obviously, we were very right about the Bills over the Saints. The Bears-Lions game turned out to be close. Worst timeout management in history, even worse than the Giants. And Cowboys obviously lost in overtime to the Raiders. Josh, you want to talk a bit about these games?
0: I was just going to say, I am I think we can both agree that we're not so upset about going 2-1 and one if that means the Cowboys lose. Especially on primetime on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll take it. We'll take it.
0: We will definitely take it. I saw all the memes about the Bears-Lions game saying, like, the NFL paying us to watch these games, uh, you know. They want uh, us to
1: talk to our families, you know.
0: Have us suffer. Seriously. I would like to give a huge shout-out, though, to Darnell Mooney. putting up Putting on an absolute show with five catches for 123 yards. It's about 25 yards a catch. Unbelievable! Uh, just Cole picked Co- them up and
1: just picked them up in fantasy too.
0: Cole Komet did a few things there too. Jared Goff <laughs> actually having his first good game, maybe
1: in his Lions career. I, I don't know. Jared Goff, Jared J- Goff ball.
0: Sure. Uh, and then moving on to the Raiders' absolute comeback on the Cowboys, or other way around, the Cowboys' absolute comeback on the Raiders, having the game go to overtime. That was a wild game. That uh, was a really fun one to watch. The rest absolutely ruined it, but, you know, it is what it is.
1: The 50,000 field goals at the end, too, were very interesting. How they had to, the the offsides, like five offsides. In oh, a row my God. Fall. I think uh,
0: however many penalties combined it was, crazy. It was in that game was was really, 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 really crazy.
1: Impressive for Daniel Carlson, by the way. Shout out to him for keeping his cool there and still slotting it away after all that. He took like five field goals and then made the sixth one or whatever. Seriously.
0: Both QBs did ball out, though, having almost 400 yards. uh, Around the same point, Carr with 373, Dak with 375, uh, and then receiving. You know, without Amari Cooper and without CeeDee Lamb, Cowboys receivers uh, showed up. They really did. Michael Gallup having five catches for 106 yards, and I'm sorry, I know for all the Giants fans listening to this point, uh, you're not going to want to want to hear me talk all this good about the Dallas Cowboys, but they did. And then Cedric Wilson with seven catches for 104 yards, almost 15 catches, uh, 15 yards per catch, pretty freaking good, pretty uh, freaking good. So, just wanted to point that out. Michael Parsons had a sack in this game, Alex. Since we you know we were talking about him, thought I would throw his name out there. Uh, and then, I mean, is there really much to say besides that the Bills' domination? I mean, the Bills' domination is just... Trevor Simeon sucks. He sucks.
1: He yeah, drops he... back like 20 yards every time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's terrible. Oh my
0: God. By the end of the first half, uh, you knew the end, I think, end result of this game, honestly. And I think it was only 10 nothing at half.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because the Saints' defense came up pretty big many times. Just their offense sucks.
0: Stephon Diggs with that round the end zone, the cutback. Wow, and that was against Marshawn Lattimore too. That's a good player you're going up against, but Stephon Diggs made him look silly. Talk about
1: probably the most even trade in the past few years. I would say is that Justin or the first round pick for Stephon Diggs. Uh, that the Bills traded to the Vikings who then took Justin Jefferson I'm gonna say probably the most even trade in a while you could say you know Justin Jefferson's younger better contract but in the Bills situation Stefan Diggs is better player currently I think that's safe to say um, and just has the experience so I think that's a win-win trade for both teams so that that's something I always like to think about
0: yeah no, I Alex, I think you're right. It might be the well like we would have to kind of like go through all of uh all of the trades in our era, but I you could say like the best the, trade the, in our
1: The big best big trade, right? You know, we're not gonna talk about someone trading a nobody player for a seventh round pick, right? right? I'm sure there was an even one of those too, but <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Alright, so let's finish this out, right? We got a game on Sunday, November 28th at 1 o'clock, MetLife Stadium. Giants home. Eagles away. This is for all the marbles of the NFC East. Will the Giants still be in last after this game? I wouldn't be surprised if they are. Yes, Eagles they looking will be. to climb up the ranks in the NFC East, only hoping to be a game back of the Dallas Cowboys. Eagles five and six. Giants three and seven. Offensive coordinator versus no offensive coordinator. What's it gonna <laughs> be? Uh I'm gonna go. With a Giants loss, 27-21, oh. Eagles victory. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Did I scare you there with that one?
1: I'm going to go with – what did you say again? I, I forgot.
0: No, no, no. It's all right. I just had – you know, I had a second. I was too busy going, so I was too busy You're, and you're too busy getting scared by my Eagles victory. I'm writing in the thing here so I can we can actually save and maybe talk about it in our recap episode. Eagles 27, Giants 21, and that is my final score. I'm going to go with Eagles.
1: I was about to do this before. I thought you said the same score as me, and I was like, oh, no, but luckily you didn't. I'm going Eagles 37, Giants 21, Um, and that's going to be my my score. I think we're going to get blown out.
0: I think we could very well get blown out. We had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though, scoring uh, less The Eagles are on
1: fire. The Eagles are on fire.
0: Eagles can very well be on fire. I don't think they're more on fire than Tom Brady is. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Remember, Alex, they lost in October in the beginning of October to the Buccaneers twenty eight twenty two. And you're having the them score seven more points than the Buccaneers having thirty-seven points.
1: It's also on game time game situation, right? The Giants defense might play worse. Who knows? We don't get turnovers. Like there's many things that can go into it.
0: And it doesn't la- necessarily mean that. Last week, Alex, you we talked about how bad Trevor Simeon was. Saints got twenty nine. Saints got twenty nine on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. That's why I'm just giving my background of why I have the Giants getting twenty one in this game. So
1: there was there was a lot of garbage time points there too, though. To be fair, but anyway, um, going to our X factors now. You're right. I'm I'm gonna go Dallas Goddard. I'm gonna go Dallas Goddard. I I don't even think I need to explain. Tight ends ruined the Giants, and Dallas Goddard is Jalen Hurts's probably favorite target, maybe tied with Devonte Smith, but obviously we got Brad uh brad like we're like we're besties uh brad Barry on Devonte smith so i think it's going to be dallas goddard who's going to be his main target so dallas goddard x-factor that's who i got
0: dallas goddard x-factor interesting um here while i do my x-factor alex write down your score because maybe maybe we should do this more often so we can mention in the recap how off we were um i
1: mean i i would say i'm gonna be off I don't know whether because it's with the Giants you're either blown out loss <laughs> blown out win or no no blowout win close win or close loss like there's no in between wow so
0: sounds cool. fun doesn't it
1: yep it's fun to be a Giants fan who's your x-factor Josh
0: yeah I'm gonna go with the obvious uh unfortunately Oh uh, god sorry. oh god sorry Devonta Smith um he's had the most receptions on the team Kind of obvious. He's also had the most targets by a landslide, Alex. Smith has 74 targets compared to Goddard's 47. So uh, he he outdoes everyone there, uh, and he is my X factor. You know, I'm I was actually thinking of going defense again uh, and uh. going Alex Singleton. He's, he's up there uh, when it comes to tackles for the team with, with 90, and I want to check NFL and see the tackles. I'm surprised you didn't go with a certain other somebody. Who? Who, who do you
1: think I'm thinking of?
0: Uh, Well, looking down their roster, well, it wouldn't be Jordan. On
1: offense, on offense.
0: On offense, just yell that out there, geez. Very loud on my headset, man. Sorry. Miles Sanders? The man, the Giants destroyer,
1: Boston Scott?
0: Really? Oh, I mean, maybe, right? Oh, my God, no way. I just thought about that now because Howard's out. Oh and my. he also always destroys the Giants. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying now. Especially with Howard out, he'll probably get more touches. Yeah. Oh, imagine. You God. messed up there. I was going to say him too, but I was
1: like, I don't want to curse us. Because nah, if I say it, it's going to happen.
0: That could very well be the case, Alex. I think you have a good thing in your hands there.
1: That's my backup there. So, you know, when he goes for 10 rushes, 200 yards, you can come back to me.
0: Singleton is ranked... Sixteenth in the league in tackles, it looks like. So wanna
1: be Blake Martinez, you know. Wanna yeah. right.
0: Wanna be, I don't think he wants to be sitting on his couch during every time That's game true, now, but so. that's true. That's true. Uh I think you're mistaken there.
1: Anyway, so I guess that's pretty much it for today's uh today's episode. Right. Not much not much more to well, talk we got about. A few things.
0: Like. We got a few things to wrap it up with. Uh, we that's appreciate true. you listening to this episode again. We really hope you did have a happy Thanksgiving. We uh, and you know, if there were the everyday family members not the everyday family members, the family members you don't see every day, well guess what? You're lucky enough that you won't have to see them again for a little bit. So that's all exciting. You got one more month or so if you see them again at Christmas, so take in that month while you have it now. Um, or uh i don't know like i don't know what to tell you did you have that interaction alex with the family member you're like i don't want to see them again
1: not necessarily on thanksgiving really more christmas usually thanksgiving is with closer people sometimes it's christmas like christmas eve sometimes it's just like some sort of family event like a like a
0: I don't know,
1: like a birthday yeah sometimes birthdays you see some interesting people but we might have to yeah. get an
0: update from you then after thanks or after christmas or before christmas
1: yeah i would say not necessarily there's not like a specific day it's more like oh my god you walk into like wherever the wherever you're everyone's at and then it's like and you're like oh no, like, oh, person's no this there. person's here. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, that's it, more like it
0: <laughs> uh but anyway we'd hope you give us a five star ship at slash giant take that is oh i said it wrong ship studios.com the giant take thank you that ship studios.com slash
1: the giant take
0: yeah there you go thank you alex. <laughs> alex i'm coughing already um and yeah subscribe to the youtube channel the giant take drop a like on any of those videos uh, we're hoping to get more content out and alex's webcam you know it's on the way so
1: it's on the way it's on the way it'll no be way. there hopefully
0: for the recap episode yes i think that's everything so alex close it out
1: Thank you everyone for listening to today's preview of the Eagles game and we'll see you hopefully after a Giants win. I'm not going to say anything else. See you next time. Welcome to the All 80s
0: Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.